Welcome to the Face First Golf Podcast. Real talk about improving your game if you're a 12 plus handicap player. This is where we leave the delusions of the online golf marketing world behind and face the truth about what it takes to play your best. I'm your host, Craig Jones. I've been a golf coach for 25 years and have helped 20,000 players improve their game through online learning. And I've learned a few things along the way. And now I'm sharing those things so you can stop wasting time and fix what matters. Welcome to reality. Welcome to another edition of the Face First Call Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Jones. This is where I always say we leave the delusions of the online golf marketing world behind. We face the truth about what it really takes to improve your game if you're a 12 plus handicap player. But this is also something I hear from the members a lot. This is also where I repeat myself a lot, right? So I always uh, sound, I say I sound like a broken record. And a lot of times the members will just say, you know, it's okay. You can sound like a, keep, keep being a broken record because we need to hear this stuff over and over because I guess they appreciate that, uh, you know, repetition is the key to the to mastery and to learning. And I'm not just talking about repetition of swing motion. It's also repetition of what you hear and learn and work on on a daily basis. So I've been thinking a lot about this. I'm doing this 75 hard thing right now. And that's this thing where you work out twice a day for 75 days straight and you drink a gallon of water and there's a bunch of pieces to it. I've talked about it a little bit before, but one of the things that you do is you read 10 pages of a nonfiction book daily. And so, and you talk about repetition being so important to the process of learning. What you realize that is that if you read 10 pages of a book every day, if you repeat just that action over the course of 10 years, you would read 120 books. If you just read 10 pages a day, and over the course of the 75 days going through this thing that I'm doing right now, you end up reading three books or so. You know, if an average book is a little less than 300 pages or whatever. And the thing that really strikes me about it is just how ridiculously easy it is to do. Because I get up in the morning, I go put my coffee on, go sit down, start reading. I've got a few pages read before the coffee's even done. Then I go grab my coffee and it seems like there's almost nothing to just reading 10 pages a day. It's just so easy to do. So, and then you start thinking, man, if I did that every day and, you know, how easy would it be to read 120 books over the course of 10 years? And so, by the way, that 75 hard thing, I sometimes get some questions about it. 75 hard, the number 75 hard.com. If you want to check it out, it's it's all free. It's by a guy named Andy Frisella. But, you know, over the course of 75 days, like I said, you end up reading three books. And so now here's the thing, though. And this is something that I've been thinking a little bit about lately, too, because I heard somebody on this other podcast who was talking about something. And what he said was that he's read something crazy, like a thousand books or something. And he said, it turns out that that's a complete waste of time. And what he really should have done was read, read the same 15 books over and over. And that really resonated with me because I've had a similar experience because when I started the 75 hard thing, the first book that I read was, and I should say reread, was this book called Atomic Habits by a guy named James Clear. And it was actually the third time that I've read that book, but I felt like the principles of the book really hit home 
for the first time. Even though it was the third time I read it, I felt like the principles of the book were hitting home for the first time. So, and by the way, that should be, if, if you've not read Atomic Habits and you have any interest in improving your golf game, it should be required reading for anybody who embarks on the journey of improving their game. Because the whole concept is these small little habits done consistently over time produces these big, remarkable results. And if you follow Face First Golf at all, you know I'm all about uh, the consistent little habits daily that produce the big results over time. So, but that really got me thinking, is that the key? Is it is it better to find 15 really great books? Because if you, did I say, if you do this for a whole year, you would read, if you just read 10 pages a day for a whole year, you would read 12 to 15 books. So is it better to just find 15 really great books and read them over and over? And so, and I think that really goes along with something that I always talk about as far as when you're making changes to your swing, and I always call this renting a swing change versus owning a swing change. And I think that ties in really well to what you're talking about, repeating reading these great books rather than trying to read as many books as you can. Because I feel like I'm now the third time through Atomic Habits starting to own the, the information in that book. I was definitely renting it the first couple of times through. And when you start working on your game, you're going to be renting a swing change. And this really starts to tie into what I'm talking about here today, which is that I'm recording this right now as we're in the Northern Hemisphere here, heading off into the off season. Uh, we have plenty of members from New Zealand and Australia, so it might be different for you depending on where you are. But what's the saying? The, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, and the second best time is today. And that's because there's lag time between when you're renting, learning, starting to understand what you're trying to do with your swing, as opposed to when you actually own those swing changes and they start to show up in your game, right? And this isn't just in golf, but in life. So what you are doing today is writing the headlines of your life, maybe 60, 90, 120 days from now, maybe even six months to a year from now. But we don't we make the mistake of thinking that the reason that our life or our business, career, family life, our golf game, whatever, isn't going well right now is because of something that we're doing right now. And it's just, it's such a trap and it's such a contributor to the, the human condition of struggle. And most importantly, it takes us out of discipline. If you're anything like me, you've struggled with discipline. I've struggled with it my whole life. And, uh, you know, just in so many areas of our life, including our golf game, and the importance, there's just such an importance to discipline, right? And so one of my, my favorite definition of discipline comes from a David Goggins speech where he says, uh, the discipline is the ability to not want to do it, but still do it. <laughs> okay, so that's what discipline is. And so I talk about discipline along with consistency when it really comes to improving your game. The consistency is those five-minute practice sessions at home on a daily basis that I'm always talking about. But if you're doing those, 
there's still there's always going to be that lag time, 60, 90, maybe 120 days. I mean, I'd go even further and say probably most of that great work that you're doing on your swing, some of it may not show up for six to 12 months. And I mean, show up in the form of really owning that swing change and really almost getting it to a point where it shows up on the golf course without you having to think about it. Because there's there's some big steps to getting there, right? So, and then you really have to think about in terms of there, because there are also, there's a difference between things that you can do to get short-term results and things that you want to do in the long term to solve those big lifelong problems, right? The things that you learn in the short term can get you striking the golf ball quite a bit better right away. And those are the things I put those into the 14 day intensive. I talk about those a lot. They are the strong grip uh, that helps you square up the club face at impact. They are the center ball position that is a little bit of a compensation for players that flip the hands a little bit too much, but it helps you hit it more solid usually right away if you are a flipper through impact. That little shoulder preset move helps you swing that club path a little bit more from the inside on the down downswing. All of those things add up to better ball striking right away, but they are limited in what they can accomplish, right? And in order to really make those huge, just huge handicap slashing, big moves, big leaps with your game, that requires changing those lifelong habits which is a whole nother process. And that's where we start to talk about the skill building of removing ball flight from your practice, hitting balls, either foam balls up against a wall, real balls into a net, the practice at home, regular, daily, short, frequent practice sessions. And once we really get into the 30-day challenge, we start to talk about the importance of recording your swing, what you're looking for, how to get the most out of that kind of practice so that you can give yourself feedback, or you can always send your swing in to me for feedback. But the point there really is that it goes back to what we've talked about. When you are learning how to swing from the inside and release the club, there is a big lag to when that actually shows up in your game, especially on the golf course and especially without thought. And the reason that there's a big lag is because it's a timing move, right? Because when you start to, almost everybody's struggling with over the top with that chicken wing move, right? Over the top with the chicken wing is swinging outside in, kind of cutting across the ball through impact. If you have divots going left of target, this is you. If you ever see that on par three holes and see all those divots going left of target, that's not just you, but that's you and everybody else, right? And then, so the response to that is, so for a right-handed player, that is just swinging over the top is swinging your club path left of target through impact. You can tell that by those divots. The other response to swinging your club path left of target or over the top through impact is to then hold the face open. And the way the players do that is to make that chicken wing move. That's why the chicken wing goes along with over the top. And this is something that as you start to learn to swing from the inside on the downswing, you've always held off the release. You've always done that chicken wing to hold the face open so that you don't put pull it way far left, right? But as you start to swing from the inside on the downswing, now all of a sudden you need to start rolling the hands over kind of rolling the toe of the club past the heel of the club in order to square up the club face and impact. And it doesn't only just result in better straighter shots. 
and maybe a draw a ball flight, all that kind of stuff, but it changes the whole efficiency of the strike, right? That's why I call it the effortless power forearm rollover release move. But the thing to realize about this is the more you swing from the inside, the faster your hands have to start to turn over to square up the club face at impact. That's why I say it's a big timing move. Not only that, but most players, and you can resonate with this if you're a member who's sending your swing a lot and you've struggled with swinging over the top and learning to swing more from the inside and get that forearm rollover release, this will this will sound familiar, but what most players do is they start to learn to swing from the inside. And when they start to swing from the inside on the downswing, the club face is open. Then they have to focus on release and rolling the hands over. Then when they start to focus on release and rolling the hands over, there's a tendency to start coming back over the top. So then you have to go, oh, wow, I really have to exaggerate swinging from the inside when I'm exaggerating the release, both swinging from the inside and the release of the toe past the heel both need to be exaggerated. So it starts to become this timing move. You have to time how quickly you roll your hands when you swing from the inside on the downswing. And that is why there can be such a lag for how long it takes for that swing change to show up on the course and especially, especially to show up on the course in a, in a situation where you actually own that swing change. And when I talk about owning the swing change, now we kind of go back to that what I've talked about in another episode here, which are the four stages of making a swing change. And this is that that golf nirvana, right? This is where you actually have made that swing change and you own it so thoroughly that now it's your new swing and it shows up on the golf course without you even having to think about it, right? And so what, what do we call that? We call that uh, unconscious competence, right? So in the past, we talked through those four stages. You had the the incompetent incompetence, all right? This is the very first stage. This is where you don't know what you're trying to do and no idea how to do it. Of course, you wouldn't have any idea how to do it because you don't even know what you're trying to do, right? So then the next stage, the next step there is where you have conscious incompetence. This This is where you start to understand more about the swing and now you know what you're trying to do but you can't do it. So then you have the third step, which is the conscious competence, right? This is when you can do it, but you have to think about it. And then you have that ultimate, what we really want, which is that unconscious competence. That's when it shows up on the golf course without you having to think about it. So you start to think about learning to swing from the inside, learning the timing of that release, And that alone can take some time. And that's why I recommend these really frequent practice sessions, practice regularly, because we've got what we're really trying to do is we're trying to rewire your brain. So what the the neuroscience is, the, the neuroscientists say things about how neurons that fire together wire together. And what it means is that you can actually make a physical change to your brain when you practice something very often for short periods of time, right? You can't make that physical change to your brain when you're practicing infrequently for a long time, okay? And those are those marathon ball beating sessions. And you go out there once or twice a week, 
and hit a bunch of balls, you're not gonna change anything because number one, it's not enough practice to get the, the neurons of the fire together, wire of, together effect even going, right? And number two, you're on the driving range. So you're getting distracted by ball flight constantly. And so you go out there trying to work on, learn to swing from the inside and the timing of the forearm rollover release. But what you end up doing is trying to just correct ball flight with different swing thoughts. And that doesn't do anything to build any skills or really improve your swing or your game, right? If your handicap's over 12 and you're ready to get real about improving your game, it does not take body wrecking marathon ball beating sessions, but it does take committing to five minute daily practice sessions at home. To learn more about my new 44 day plan to fix your over the top swing and learn the effortless power release, come by and see us at facefirstgolf.com. Driving range is not where you improve your game. So driving range is where you really go to see what the work you've done is doing to your ball flight. Because there is a time for that, right? So you worked on swinging from the inside. You hit a ton of balls into the net. Maybe you started to record some of those swings during your practice sessions. That's something I recommend. That's what Live Lesson Fridays are for. So if you're a member and you're not taking advantage of Live Lesson Fridays, Obviously, the, the best way to take advantage of it is to be there live, but I understand not everybody can be there live. But if you're, if you're not even watching the replays, you are really missing out because we are now starting to see so many players who are reporting that their eye is developing for the swing and they're really starting to understand what it is they're looking for in their swing. And when they're starting to understand what they're looking for in their swing, so I mean, what, what effect do you think that's gonna have on your practice? Do you think that if you knew what you were looking for, you'd wanna practice more often? Would you be more motivated to record yourself and, and see if what you think you're doing is what you're really doing, if you actually knew and understood what you were looking at? So that's why nobody practices with video. Everybody's got a video camera in their pocket every day right now, right? But players aren't using it to their advantage because they don't know what to look for because they don't have the eye to understand what they're even looking at, right? So, so that's, that's one of the goals of, of Live Lesson Fridays. Of course, I give feedback and, and drills and give live lessons to the members who send in their swings, but one of the huge overarching goals of Live Lesson Fridays is for the members themselves to be able to develop their own eye. And I always say that my goal is for the members to see what I see when they look at a swing. I want, I want you to see what I see, okay? That's the goal. And, it, and it's, you know, maybe actually turning out to be maybe even a little bit of a shorter road to getting there than I expected because I'm hearing so many players reporting that already. So it's really great to just see players really taking advantage of it and really starting to now, I guess, own their knowledge of the swing, right? So... All right, so I started down this this uh, road here. I don't what what this is really about. I, I real I'm getting off on some tangents here today. So what this is really about is that if you want to be ready for the spring, say March, April, May, something like that, if you're in the northern hemisphere, the time to start is now. 
The time to start is not March, April, or May, okay? So remember, that is that mistake that everybody makes. There's that, that lag time, and I say 60, 90, 120 days. That's a minimum. I mean, the lag time for, for really going through the, the big stages of, of going from that over the top with a chicken wing to learning to swing from the inside with the forearm rollover release, and then not actually just renting that swing change, but actually owning that swing change can be even longer. It can be six months to a year. So what you are doing today is, is writing the highlight reels of your, of your golf game six to 12 months from now. But we make the mistake of thinking that what's showing up right now is because of what we're doing right now. And so it's like, you know, working out where our physiology isn't changing as quickly as we'd like. And so, you know, what do we end up doing? Well, this isn't working. I better try something different, go in a different direction. And the real thing was that your results were 60 days, 90 days, 120 days out. Maybe they were six months out, right? But logically, we can think through that and understand that. So, but it becomes an emotional thing because logically we know, but if I do the, the right, the healthy, the good things for myself, that's going to show up, right? It's just going to. So, and, and so why would your golf game be any different? And there are just so many things. Dieting is one of them. There are just as many diets out there as there are, all, are golf methods online that you can jump back and forth to. So, so, so many of us never end up sticking with anything at all. And I just see so often that these positive things in, in your life and these positive things in your game have much more lag time than we think. So, and again, it's just, it's just so much of the struggle of the human condition is that when you are living align, in alignment with the person who you wish to be, when you're doing all the right things, that lag time of good showing up in your life can be even longer than 60, 90, 120 days. So, and that really pushes the limits of our patients, right? So it can be six, six months to a year, sometimes even longer. And that's why the best time to start is with the, with the tree analogy. The best time to start is 20 years ago and the next best time is today, right? And I've been seeing this a lot too since I, since I changed up how we do swing analysis and live lessons. It has really accelerated the progress of members who send in swings. Because I've talked about this a little bit too, how I used to do these, I used to do these 15 minute swing analysis and, and assign five lessons to players who sent in their swings, right? And it, it just wasn't, it wasn't, I'm not gonna say it, it wasn't work, it wasn't working that great, okay? Because, and it's obvious why now, I, I can see it, but I couldn't see it at the time. It was just too much information and it took members too long to consume it. Because I used to, I would send out 20, you know, I do a, a 15 minute swing analysis and then include four three minute lessons with it, you know? So now what's that? Like 27 minutes or something. So it'd take them 27 minutes to watch the whole thing. And nobody's gonna watch 20. I mean, if they do, they're gonna watch it maybe once. And if it's 27 long minutes long, what are the chances of them pulling the right things out of there? And what are the chances of me being able to stick to the one or two things that they really need to be working on right now. I'm gonna be explaining five different things. They're gonna be working on five different things. They're gonna watch a 
27 minute whole thing. And then they're going to go now, what was that? What am I supposed to go do? So obviously it, it's, it's just so obvious, easy and obvious to look back on it and see why that wasn't working. So no more 20 to 25 minute lessons. So, and, and so on live lesson Fridays, what we do is you send in your swing and I give a three minute critique followed by, then I flip the camera around, step outside my, right, my, out to the net that's right outside my office right here, give a little three minute lesson, show you one thing usually to work on, maybe two at the very most. So that is what is really working for members. And it's a, it's such a great change because now all of a sudden I'm starting to see player swings changing so much quickly than they were when I was, and I know better than to overload. I mean, all the members will, they know that I know better than to overload people. I mean, gosh, it's just so easy to fall into some of our own, just the, the, the traps of, you know, feeling like I was over delivering or something. I wasn't over delivering for anybody. I was confusing people and overloading people. I mean, there's just no, um, it's, you know, kind of embarrassing to think that after all these years, I could still fall into that same trap. And whoa, I just looked at the time. I'm 20 some minutes in here. I didn't even look over at the time once until now and just been kind of rolling along with this. So at the end of the day, I think it's one of those things out of sight, out of mind. One of the things, another one of those struggles of, of being a human, which is that we think, man, if I'm going to be ready for April or May, I pr probably better start getting ready really early. And then we think getting ready really early means March or something like that, right? So start earlier than you think you need to. And so if you're a member, send in those swings. If you're not a member, Face First Golf is for 12 plus handicap players and probably generally players who are maybe a little bit more determined to put a little bit more work in. I know we're not supposed to say work, but yeah, I mean, it's not hard work or anything. It's you're not as hard as beating balls on the range or anything like that. So, and when you, if you do join Face First Golf or if you're a current member, I really recommend just staying focused on the 44-day plan stuff, the 14-day intensive and the 30-day challenge. You know, you have access to tons of lessons. There are hundreds of lessons, dozens of different lesson programs in the member site. But you know, I always say these vast lesson libraries are not doing anybody any good. What you need is more focus, not more content, right? So I really recommend sticking with the 14-day intensive and the 30-day challenge, the 44-day plan stuff, really sticking with that stuff, getting into live lesson Fridays, start attending those. If you're not a, if you're a member, start attending those now, there's just no reason not to. If you're not a member, start attending those as soon as you sign up. So even if you're shy about sending in your swing, whether you're a member or not a member, which I understand, not everybody is comfortable with sending in your swing. And I can understand how it's a little nerve wracking, you know, putting up your swing in front of everybody. But we got to let go of that stuff, right? I mean, it's another one of those things. It's It's like, 
you would think that it's not related to ego, but it is related to ego, okay? So the, the ego is getting in the way of your improvement right there. And you would probably say, no, it's not that I have an ego, it's that I don't think my swing's good enough, which means that it's not ego, right? And of course, it's the opposite of that. Your ego thinks that it's embarrassing to put your swing up there because it's not good enough, right? So, so you've got to get out of your own way and you got to stop letting your ego, and believe me, don't, don't get me started on my own ego and all the trouble it's gotten me into over my life. Maybe one day I'll share some of that stuff because ego has been a big issue for me and it shows up in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's one of the ways is insecurity. And that's how it showed up for me in my life a lot. And so that's how it's how it's showing up for probably members who don't want to send in their swings too, right? So just start watching Live Lesson Friday, even if you're not going to, and, and you'll pretty quickly, if you're not going to send in your swing, you'll, you'll pretty quickly find out that I have a, pr a very, I guess, clinical kind of approach to this. And I get a lot of comments from people who say things like, I really like how you don't talk down to us 12 plus handicap players in your lessons, things like that. And I've, I've had people comment on how, I don't know, delicately, or I don't know what the, the word is, but, but I have number one, you know, I, I really, I have compassion for 12 plus handicap players because I used to be one myself. And so I really know what it's like to struggle with your game. And I am not here to put anybody down. I don't want anybody to ever feel bad about what it is they're doing with their swing or their game. And that's why I treat it that way where it's just, it's like nothing, you know? I mean, it's, it's like if you're embarrassed to go to the doctor about something and the doctor's seen it a million times, and they better handle it like it's no big deal, right? And that's how I handle golf swings when I'm looking at them because I really do feel for players that are struggling with their game. I don't want to see anybody struggle with their game. I, I, I struggled with my own game plenty throughout my life. And so what I'm getting at there is just start attending and you're going to find out real quick that nobody's laughing anybody's no nobody's snickering or there aren't any underhanded comments of any sort or anything like that everybody's just looking at it and going like yeah you know i've been there I, i've struggled with that same thing that's where i used to be or 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 i'm not even there yet you know that's that's what the other thing i keep getting from members who are sending in their swings they're saying that it's so nice to see other members swing analysis because they're, they they see where other people are in their journey and other people that are maybe struggling more than them or other people who are are way past where they are or where they used to be. And, you know, other people who maybe are right where you are in your journey. And it really just, it makes you feel like you're not alone and you're not alone. And that is, uh, I want that to be a huge message here too. So you are not alone in this. We're all a very welcoming community and I'll I'll always give you my best when you send in your swing because I really, I love and appreciate the members and I love being able to do what I get to do. And I really appreciate all the members who, as I view it, allow me to do what it is that I do. So I wouldn't be able to do it without members like you. And that fact is not lost on me by any stretch. So... All right.
I'm going to wrap this up. This may be the longest one I've ever done here. My voice is kind of sounding a little funny here. So, so, uh, but I just, I love talking about all this stuff. I love encouraging more members to send in their swings. The more swings, the better, because so far, I think the most we've ever had is like eight swings to look at on a live lesson Friday. We usually have 20 or 30 members show up at only a few swings. And I want it to be more. I want to get to a point where I've got to do another live lesson Wednesday or whatever it is because we're getting so many swings and having such an impact on so many 12 plus handicap players because I've been through this process myself as a player. I know what it's like to suck at golf. I know what it feels like to get better. And I've taken tons of players through the process. And what we're doing right now, it just works. And I want it to work for you. And I want you to be pulled up out of that suffering of, of just not enjoyable golf. So that's my dream. Let's all work towards that better golf together here. So send in those swings if you are a member. And if you're not a member, go to facefirstgolf.com. Just sign up. Just do it for a month. Sign up and cancel. I don't care. You'll you'll have a, a month that's already paid for and you can just sit in on Live Lesson Friday for a month and get all the daily stuff. And you can say, I'm only doing this for a month and see it. I've already decided I hate it. <laughs> I don't care. But I just want you to see that there is something out there that, that you know, really is something that's different. Because I think it is different than anything else that's out there. So, all right. I am actually going to, this time when I say it, I'm going to actually wrap up here. So always remember, you've got to take action, number one, right? You got to take action. Number two, you have to fall in love with the process of improvement. Number three, you've got to expect ups and downs. Number four, you've got to have that patience with yourself. And that means that patience with yourself of getting in there and getting into live lesson Fridays and having that patience about sending in your swing. Just be patient with yourself. You don't feel like you can do it right away. Just keep showing up and you're going to get that bravery to send in your swing. You're going to see it's not that bad. You're going to see other members who are doing it and they're making progress and you're not, you know, you're not going to want to get lapped or anything. So you'll get up that courage to send in your swing. And if you, if you just start showing up and, and so remember, it's those little things that you do today that creates the you of the future. So do those little things. And thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I'm signing off. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to hit it longer with less effort, it does not take body wrecking marathon ball beating sessions. All it takes is committing to five minute daily practice sessions at home. To learn about my new 44 day plan, to unlock the effortless power that's inside of you by learning to swing from the inside and release the club, come see us at facefirstgolf.com.